Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Squash with Mabel. Today I am recording with a bleeding heart. My country is, well, it's not what it used to be. There's a lot of pain and sorrow going around. Uh, anyways, today's topic remains Nigeria. How did we get here? And we have guests who are going to share their opinion on the topic. So guys, do not go anywhere because you honestly want to hear this. If you have any suggestions, any opinions, send me a message on Telegram or on Facebook or on the Squash on Breaker. Just send me a message and please say a prayer for my country, Nigeria. Thank you so very much. We'll dive right into the topic in a bit. Never had. Let's start with a good dad. So real, but it's so sad. And while we burning this incense, we gonna pray for the innocent. Cause right now it don't make sense. Right now it don't make sense. Let's talk about Chateau. initially jay has now turned to fear because of the recent happenings the topic remains nigeria how did we get here and our guests are in the house best and pedro they joined us last week and today they're here again to give us their opinions on this topic thank you guys for coming on the show the honor is mine thank you um, guys how are you feeling because i'm feeling like pretty shitty right now I'm terrified to my bones, but how's it? How's it at your end, Pedro? How have you been? I've been angered. I'm in pains. Going through the social sphere is, has not really been helpful. There's this meta stress. I'm, I'm drained, in short. It's so, it's so saddening that what we envisage is not how it turned out to be. I just thought I had to say. Yeah, this time last week, things were so not... Nobody thought it would result to this. True. Nobody thought it would at all. Best, how has it been? How is it at your end? Um, 
Everybody's scared. We are terrified. We are most importantly, we are confused about the actions of the government. We don't know who to believe, who to trust, what to believe, and what to trust. We are just being scared. But my biggest prayer in all of this is this doesn't turn to a civil war because it's growing from little, little, little to so much. So we're praying that it doesn't escalate out of hand because I don't believe that there's enough force to pull back the people. And if if it gets to that extent, then there'll be a lot of bloodshed just to make the people win. So we're all praying that it doesn't get too out of hand. But most importantly, I am confused about what's happening. Yeah, sure, my. Because the question remains, the question on everybody's mind is how did we get here from a government that so fought for the 90s and it's basically they're just watching. Everything is happening and there is, we're not hearing anything, we're not seeing bloodshed from every angle. It's, anyways. Okay, so Pedro, has there ever been times that the people in the force have actually done their jobs protecting citizens? Yes. Maybe not the, that has it happened? The, you said? I said maybe not in this our generation, but has that you can actually rely. Yes, there have been cases. There have been cases even in uh, close by data states. There have been there have been several cases where there because the, uh, constitutionally speaking, the duty of the the force is to what protect the sovereignty of this of the country against internal and mm-hmm. external aggression. So that is their basic their basic function to protect this and uphold the sovereignty of the nation against internal and external aggression. So with that, it is it, it is only it is it is visible when it comes to times of crisis where the force uh, force have been deployed down is to mitigate is to mitigate uh, is to mitigate the crisis to bring it to the barest minimum. So that that's for that. But in this case I'm very shocked whereby the use of life ammunitions were used on innocent and harmless civilians. Exactly, because right now we are in a crisis. Okay, it's been a peaceful one. That's not even event. But since over the weekend, it's been a peaceful one up until hoodlums took over the arena. So it's... Begin to ask yourself, where are these hoodlums coming from? Who is sponsoring them? Where is our security? Where is the security when the hoodlums are raging and vandalizing humans and properties? Best, please answer that because I am so so confused. Uh, Hoodlums are a product of a failed society. People who are oriented not just act the way they do. So hoodlums are product of a faith society. Sponsored thugs are product of a faith society. Imagine hearing somebody say he took up 
machete and started chasing people just because of the thousand five hundred. That's insane. So the failure of the society produced those hoodlums, and the hoodlums are always at their beck and call. So when they get small money, they can do and undo whatsoever they like. When they get little stipends, they can hurt anybody as far as make them eat or make them do something. We all know that the security is totally behind the sponsoring of this hoodlum. So you can't expect them to chase down what they are sponsoring. It's a failed business that way. So they have to for, give them for one five. These are the same people that we are still protesting to save. Yeah. Of course. That's what I said. They are all product of a failed system. If imagine um, in, a, in a country like America, probably a much more developed society. It's not that there are not hoodlums there or probably people who are who are behaving stupidly, but simply because the system is not that of a failure like that of Nigeria, you just can't sponsor a talk that way. Here, you, you even use government-owned vehicles to transport them to where you want them to do their dirty jobs. Zing, so that's, 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 the, that's the product of a failed society. That's what we get for being in a failed society. They sponsor, they do what they can. All of these are just power quests. Everybody wants to retain power. And my pain is youths are being the youths have been the the um, the vessel to always pushing their agenda. In elections, they don't these old men don't steal ballot buses. They don't. Yes, the youth steals ballot buses. The youth help them promote their criminal activities, their ritual activities. Old men don't just go on the street and behead somebody. The youth does, does the job. The youth will always push the wrongs, push the... Now that the youth is crying out, they will also use the youth to tackle them. So that's what we're all seeing. Because in their dirty jobs is the youth. Now the youth are crying out. They will also use the same youth to tackle it. So we all we all get what the society and our system has produced. That's it. Okay, so the president, yeah, the man, whoever it is, reading from his book as usual, said um a judicial panel of inquiry should be set up at state levels. Mm-hmm. So my question now is. Pedro, is that actually the best he can do with his authority being the chief commander in all his glory? And that is actually the best he can do, just telling us additional orders to set up a judicial panel. It's maybe maybe I'm the one expecting too much, but is that actually the best he can do for the people he has sworn an oath to take care of? Judicial panel... I don't think it's a, it's a bad idea. Because why am I why am I saying this? Because why well, we have to tackle this up to the grassroots. If you are using the federal might, you will not get to the grassroots. Because what what the idea of the judicial panel was there's this thought uh, opened up policies for everyone and each one to be able to that have been aggrieved as a result of this brut- police brutality, to come out, speak up, and identify the faults and, and identify those, those perpetrators of dastardly hearts. So that was the idea. 
no one is saying it's a bad idea. Is that the best he can do as the president of the country? I think that's a, the first step in the right direction. That's what I feel like. But is, how, how effective it is not lies solely on the state government. Do you get? Now we are, okay, you tackle it from the grassroots. Bring up, bring up, it's about what? Bringing up the what? Yeah, uh, they're bringing up your findings. And now back with the federal might, here is it. This is how it goes. These are the sanctions. These are, these are what to be implemented. That's what the judicial panel is to, is, was set up for. So yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best idea for now. As regards the... Uh, it used to be the best idea as regards the police brutality. Because that was the rationale behind it. Okay, but it is this is basically the best he can do. So us as Nigerians, we should accept that our president is doing the best he can do. To I'm tackle not saying this. our president is doing the best he can do. As regards police brutality, the best idea was... But he, has, he has not addressed the nation otherwise. There has been other since his last address things have been happening, but basically that's the only thing that has come up. That's the only thing that we have heard from his That's part. the only thing, because that's the, uh, that's the only thing that the point that everyone has been driving, even international sphere, between answers, answers. In order for him to have that word, that, that beautiful picture he wants, he wants to create to the international world. Okay, let me address this, uh, this answers of a thing. It's, uh, it's not like he was even, he, he was willing to. He said? Okay. It wasn't like he was willing to, yeah, but to so save face, to save face. That's why he said, okay, the judicial panel should be set up. That's just it. No, not like the immense way for Nigeria, but the best option to be given, the best idea as, as regards NSACs was that judicial panel. From there, we can lay other foundations. is the foundation of which others will be laid upon. To address the SARS, the police brutality. So, but I don't think. Okay, on the topic of this, say. Continue. Go on. Okay. As regards as okay, since we're on the state policing, Governor Wiki said, and I quote: "State governors cannot take charge of tactical command in the state as they do not have the power to employ." or discipline who is. He went for that to say the state has earlier set up the judicial panel to investigate SARS. That was long before then. But after a compilation of evidence was gathered and given to the federal, those found wanting were promoted by the police force and one was even made assistant inspector general. Okay. This was said by, by Governor Wiki that the state governors can't do nothing because they have no power to employ or discipline. So if we're putting that, what he said, what's the essence of the judicial panel when we're also being told that the states do not have the authority to actually do anything? Best, what do you think? Okay, most of these tactical teams are, are federal, they are under federal commanding officers. So states has little or nothing they can do to them. 
For example, when SARS was just SARS, they had direct commanding controls from state levels. Then it became federal SARS. At that point, they are only answerable to either the Inspector General of Police or the Assistant Inspector General of Police. So the Commissioner of Police, which is directly under the state government, has little or nothing to put them under. That's why we came with that statement. It's not, it's not because uh, he can't do anything. It's just simply because of their command and where their orders come from. All personnel answer to only a GCFRO, which is General Mohammed Buhari. So what he's expecting through the judicial, uh, the judicial panel is that there is a hearing and civilians can actually bring up facts, bring up um, suggestions, bring up whatsoever they can to penalize um, defaulting officers, some things that are not working well, and all of that. That's the essence of the judicial panel. But that judicial panel, uh, judicial panel can only suggest, and the final decision will be taken over through the GCFR. So when they do it through their state mm -hmm. governor, it's submitted to the grand commander. Then the grand commander issues command, and all of that is possible. Take for example. The shooting of last night, if that was probably done by the Nigerian military, if it was done, if the shooting was carried out by the Nigerian military, Saulu had little or nothing power to restrain them from doing that. Okay. Because all this came from a commanding yes. officer. And the commanding officer has been giving orders directly from the ground commander. So there's little or nothing he can do. So the best he could have done was to issue us that coffee. That was the best he could do since he got information that that was to happen. The best he did was to issue out the coffee. So, so, so was that why he said what happened last night where, where yes. the work of forces beyond our direct control, was, he, was that what he meant by that statement? Exactly, that was what he meant. He knew about it, but he can't do anything. I just let us get slaughtered. Just simply because of the where the command is coming from. In the military, in the military, irrespective of rank, placement of wherever you are in the societal system, he who gives yes. the command has the power to say back down. True. If not. The person carrying out the command might not stop until he gets a command from who gave him the judicial <laughs> order. So that's why that's carried out. So all of this judicial panel is just to ease the issue that is piling up in society, just to make civilians aware, to make them much more involved in what is happening, to make them much more participants of the new reformation that was the essence of all of this. Minus that, we all know who can tell them to back down. We all know who can tell them to stop. If it's not being carried out that way, then all of these are just efforts in futility. Sorry, just asking, where is the um, chief commanding? <sighs> I am drained in my bone. Where is the president right now? Where is he? 
in, in, in he's alive. He's mm. listening. <laughs> okay. The problem we had, and I said, I said it, I said it in, I was saying it in church when this whole President Jonathan, former President Jonathan, as the current Grand Commander was being elected, I said it that. Best, could you please speak louder, please. Okay, I said it before that when um, there was election in 2000, I think that was 2015, okay. presidential election, I was saying it in church especially, you can't elect a person that grew up with a military training to handle civilians. I'm telling, like civilians. I'm telling you. It's not possible. General Muhammad Ubari grew up as a military man from childhood till he retired as a general. He ruled Nigeria as a general. Now he wants to rule them as a general in a civilian democracy. So what do you expect? Do you think he will behave like a civilian? He won't, he can never. That's not his formation. He wasn't configured that way. He didn't grow up that way. So he will always make decisions like a military man. Military people like to see things get to the extent as it gets to the extreme before they take actions. They are slow, they are observant, they wait for others. That's why you've noticed the Nigerian army didn't interfere from the very first day of the beginning of the protest till on Monday when they announced the crocodile smile. Why? Because they are patient. They like things to get to the extreme before they take actions. Brari is listening, he's watching. He wants to know to what extent Nigerians can do because he's judging as a military man not as a civilian. He doesn't have that feelings. In 2012, when we had first subsidy removal, Nigeria went in a one-week protest, the NLC and all of that. It was brutal. But within three days, Jonathan appealed, spoke to Nigerians, um, resuscitated back the first subsidy, but it wasn't the initial amount, and pleaded, and everything died down in less than a week. And SARS protest went up into, in almost three weeks. And Brahma Dubari has only spoken once and he didn't say anything meaningful. So that's how it is. He did speak or he tweeted. He's not to be a civilian. He's configured as a military man. He's judging the military man in the civilian democracy. Did he speak or he tweeted? Hello? Sure. Okay. Hello? Yeah. Did he speak or he tweeted? Hello? Can, can you hear us best? Yes, I can hear you. Pedro is asking a question. If Buhari spoke or he tweeted? He, he spoke, but it wasn't properly um, broadcasted. He spoke, but it wasn't of the, the that will not be speak mm-hmm. in addressing the nation. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, uh, if you say as president, if you want to address, there are ways you can address the nation. He didn't properly address the nation. How many times has he properly addressed us? Not just with this protest, as many it, times has he properly addressed us? Anyway, okay. So, Best, when you were talking, yes, you mentioned um, the crocodile smile. And I was trying to read on it, but I honestly did not understand 
what it was for and why it's coming up now. So could you please enlighten us on that if you have an idea of what it was? Coconut uh, smile is, is a military information that actually monitors internet, um, internet battering, slanders, and physical abuse. So that's why they brought out the coconut smile. It's a military pattern to enforce discipline. So you give them rule over civilians. Like mm-hmm. wow. they can monitor what civilians are doing. They can monitor you, they can caution you. And they have the right to do that. They've been given the right to the crocodile smile. So is this is this helping? Was this to help the protest or this just was just part of what they just wanted to do on their own? Was this to help uh, the protest? To help in the normal sense is to help the protest against people who are hacking, people who are uh, creating all like these hoodlums in protests, causing damages, and all of that. Is to help the protest. But we shall know that this is Nigeria. Things will certainly get things will certainly get out of hand. And when it when it do get out of hand, the military is there to enforce order. Okay. Okay. So Pedro, why do you think ethnicity is coming to play again? In the sense that um okay, the northerners now, yes, they say they, they want SARS, yeah, but the southerners they don't want it. And in Abuja, with the raiding in Abuja, they said um Aosa's full and knees are the one attacking people. So why is ethnicity still being dragged into this? Because at the beginning, everybody was were actually united. When you say one Nigeria, that is what we were. But why is the um, ethnicity card, yes, now being pulled up? Okay. What do you right. think? No. As regards ethnicity, in Nigeria, per se, we can't totally take it out. Why? It has, that's how it has been structured by even with the colonial masters. So the answers, the Fulani, Aousa Fulani, they are seen, they are seen Nigeria as their what? Their birthright. Like, now we get them. That's the orientation. If you sit down with a, a announcer person or you are in talks with them, you find that they feel is their what? Their rights. Hello? I'm here. Yes, this. You've been like there is their rights. They are the one that what owns the nation. So and as such, when it comes to anything that even now taking it back to what this SAS and SAS movement, we can't end SAS movement. What happened is all the SAS brutality and the police brutality. It happens in the south south in the southeast. Do you get? It does not. Really, it does not yeah. take place in the north. They do not know the the atrocities these set persons are what committing. Okay, yes, they say there is issues of cyber crime and stuff like that in the south. Is it? it, it, it does it warrant you shooting at sight without, without a proper judicial process? 
Do they have, the police do not have the right to take life without what? The judicial process. So did I, I don't, I don't really know. Let me not get emotional right now because what I'm saying in a nutshell is the, they did not face the atrocities that what the, the Satanists we faced. They didn't face it. All the, all the we had seen was what the news, what was trending over here. So it is only logical for them to what say that what Nigeria, uh, no, we should not answer. The SARS movement should be what should be aborted. Even when she, 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 uh, she, Tima was like, the Satana should not use this as what a means to offset Buhari from. Yeah, is that yeah. The, yeah. because why they are not what they are not they are not direct they did not face the horrors that came with it they did not face it we are not direct they were not directly affected by it they only heard of it they only heard of it and so they do not know the they did not know the pains the the anguish we suffered over here of you do you 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 saw the placards in course of the protest. You see some now nah, fresh are fresh. I know I know I know I know be criminal. Just because you're properly yeah. dressed or you you dress flashy. He, uh, the the times they even stopped me at Ring Road. The last time they even did that was I was with a couple of friends. Among one of us was was a, was a student of uh, Polag. We, what does this mean? Nigerian Police Academy. So we were passing by. The way they saw, they hey, Mona, come here. We went to meet them. Uh, what's happening? They say, well, yeah, bring out your phones. And me, me that my mother does not keep you. Uh, what, what is my phone? Why should I give you my phone? Because I read, definitely know that the one with us, we always, the Police Academy guy, we always speak up. And the guy was like, ah, Augusta, me not if give you my phone. The guy was they say, why? It's not be me and me and my colleagues come meet as they pass that they will come greet you now. See, now nah, me, we're from police academy. Oh, they go, knowing fully well that this guy now can even what bring their ass. They can be can uh, can put fire on their ass. They were like, uh, okay, how other side are your friends there? Oh yeah, Muna they go, Muna they go. What about it? What about the situation whereby there was no, we don't have such means? Uh, I was not, I, I was not with someone like that. What would have happened? He said that you get beaten up, or you they force you and look go through your phone. Even if they now go through your phone, they now saw that okay, there's nothing incriminating. With that, with that now correct the uh, pins that they, they have you're inflicted. I say you're actually going to drop something. A similar, a similar um issue happened with a friend of mine. He was told to highlight from a vehicle and his phone was searched and nothing was found. Mm -hmm. And they said they can't leave him like that. He should drop something. Yeah. Oh. And the guy was like, he didn't have any money. They took him to, to POS. Oh, the, the... It, they withdrew all the money in his account. So that's... And this is... Nothing is still going to be done. So that's just it. So I feel those those things do not happen in the north. So it is only it is only 
rational for them to say the NSAS movement should not be what should not should be put to it should be halted, should be aborted, and they should and they now it is only rational for them as well to always see it as as a what a political move to upset the sitting president. Mind you, I said earlier the the Northerners are seeing Nigeria as their what their birthright. You see it as yes, they are the most yeah. they are the most superior in at regards ethnicity. That the one they are the ones that owns Nigeria. Nigeria is theirs. The others are just what under them. That until we have the until, until there's a national reorientation and conscientization, that that alone, that alone will will be the doom of Nigeria in general. We have uh, National Agency of Orientation. I wonder what they are doing. I sincerely wonder. They need to, there has to be what? Symposiums. There has to be constant reminders. You know, they are, they are a ministry on their own. They are, they are allowed to what? Operate. They are allowed to, how, how, how competent is that agency? How, they should flow, you could, like for example now, you, you see this this product, this old drink, uh, Coca-Cola company. They have been able to, it's not like they are actually the best soft drinks, but they have been able to what? Conscientize and appeal to the consciences of persons like, ah, if you are talking about soft drinks, you want to what? Get it. Because they invest. They invest so much in what? Advertisement. They invest so much in, in that conscientization. Yeah. And if and it is not there, the national orientation agency are not what they are not doing their job. They have to correct that ideology that Nigeria belongs to everyone. As Aisha Yusufu talked, as Aisha Yusufu said, said a, a, the Nigeria whereby every Nigerian has to be what he has the right to be a Nigerian without what the influence of someone. Has the right to to get to get anything in the Nigerian sphere without the world influence of someone. That is that's just it. Not the idea of all this. This is nonsense. It's nonsense. I've seen on that as regards the world, the orientation that the Northerners are having. I can still hold the National Orientation Agency at fault. They are not doing their job. And they, because if they are doing their job, they need to, there has to be a, a national conscientization that Nigeria belongs to everyone, not just one part of the country. Nigeria is too big to be, to be, to be handed over to one part of the country. That's what I have to say. And as regards, you know, that's also why the police brutality, they are seeing it, they are also seeing it as well. They be, because they are also seeing it that it is a political move. Or it is it is irrational because they are not direct recipients of what the dastardly heart that was perpetrated. Andrew, thank you so very much. Thank you. That was really enlightening. Okay, so let's bring it home. Yeah, in regards to what's happening in Benin, yeah. the prison break. Yes, let's start from there. <laughs> the prison break. What do you what do you actually it's prison break now. <laughs> it's prison break. Okay. What do you think actually happened? Best are you still with us? Yeah, 
Okay. So, best, what do you think happened? Because it was it was like a movie to everybody. It was no nobody, no no Nigerian would have actually foreseen that that it could actually ever happen in Benin of all places and not just one. The two. Not just one, man. The two correctional centers. So, as in, like, people, anyways, let me leave that to Best. Best, what do you think happened? Uh, the, the let out. It's not book out. It's let out. <laughs> <laughs> the prison let out. It's, to me, it's political. It's political because my okay, Obaseki has not been sworn in as running governor. Obaseki is still there, he's still continuing his first term, um, official sitting government as the state governor, which he will be sworn in on the 12th of next month. If they make Edo state ungovernable for him, the president will have to make um, the state declare those states in a state of emergency. Delay his swearing in. And when that is done, Obaseki might lose his certificate of return to the seat of government. Because I don't see any reason why a state correctional center, I've been to the White House not once, more than twice, for all these NGOs, something to go and greet them, give them relief materials, and all of that. I've been there, even to Oko. It's not just one gate. It's not two gates that's there. There are up to three gates. And at each of those gates, there is a warden there with a gun. So it's not gates that you just knock, they open, or you just walk through. These are high-level security officers that are there. Barbed electric wires are there. And their gates are well bad, not better gates. So how come all of them were able to come out? So this is more political than, much more political than the protest. In one of the videos I watched, I heard a guy say, see the person who defines, see I don't come out. See the person who defines, don't come out. So it's more, much more confusing than it meets the eye. And I like how the government, especially how Shaibu I like how he termed it because they have to be very careful with words. They understand the situation they are in. If they are not careful, it will be it will be much more to the detriment of their returning to power. So I liked how he termed it. It was very careful with words. It was very careful with words because they understand what is happening. APC is federal power. PDP state power, minus the switch and whatsoever it's going on. APC federal power are not happy that they lost their state to old rival PDP. So in all of this, they are looking for ways to punish them. Punish them. That's one of the things that will still play out in Lagos in the next week. Lagos battle is not finished. Just wait. It's still coming. Because they will, they will push it to political battle. Yes, they'll push it to political battle and state, my pain is the boys in the state will now push it to fraternity battle. That's what will happen. It will create so much problem that there will be 
there'll be so much rivalry everywhere from street to town, from town to community, community to ward, ward to local government. So much rivalry everywhere. Imagine, like in my area, they, they stopped a Coca Cola truck, beat up the driver, and offloaded his truck with stored all his drinks. What business does Coca-Cola has to do with answers? So they are trying to turn, they are trying to turn Edo State into a state of emergency that the government cannot handle what is happening. So that's why they are very, very careful. If you even notice the coffee that they placed, people are still walking around. People are going out. Yeah. Yes, people are going out. They are very careful because if they are not careful, what the other party wants to happen, they will push it to become that way. So it's not prison break. It is prison let out. Pedro, what's your, what's your view on the um, prison <laughs> let out? Some videos I watched. A guy was, a guy was actually with a traveling box. Nazi. And it was moving so fresh. They have wardrobe in the prison, you know. He, he, and he's, he's among the models in the prison. So yeah, <laughs> they don't see. <laughs> the thing is so annoying. We were seeing the videos and everything. I was like, yeah, what what nonsense is this? What nonsense is this? Why well, first of all, was, yeah, there's this, there's always this celebration of the uh, the Catholic Archbishop. He always celebrates mass with them during the youth time, Christmas and New Year. He said that he celebrates the Christmas with Bini prison or he celebrates it at what? Oko prison. So definitely, and I, I like because of uh, in order to fulfill, I just felt oh, there's need to fulfill the scripture. So I always take delight in ensuring I, I partake of that demand celebrated by the Catholic Archbishop. Yeah, by relief materials are also being given out to inmates. So for one thing that even the blind can see is the level of what security in the in the correction center. Why coming? You even see the um, the uh, the armed guards. Those are the those the armed wardens. You will be like, ah. Uh, Oh, this one. They are they are well kitted. They are like the even they are like the mobile police, the mopos, the way they dress with their mm -hmm. with their rifles. Getting to the first gate, getting to the first gate, you cannot what enter without what it being opened from to, from inside. And from there, you have to drop everything that has to do with your phones and anything metallic with you before you the, the other gate will be opened. Before, before you will be directed to where you are to go to. Same thing with Oko prison. So you can't tell me that uh, the, with the footage that was released, it, it was opened. It was opened from inside. It was not like the gates were what? Were forced. It was not like the gates were forced or anything. So and I saw she was so Is it? Go on, go on, we're here. It was so political. Why well, I'm also the second reason why I said it, it, it was political is because of what the the proximity the proximity to what 
the uh, to forces like the police, the army. Let, let's give one take. They are like what? Four police station close to what? Close to the operation uh, center. Adenyan is there. The state command, the state police command, the state headquarters is close to is close to the place. It's, it will not take up to four minutes drive for for what for the police to respond in such case. The area command is there. What about what about the the ARG's office? The ARG's office is also from Adesuwa to for from Adesuwa to White House. Will not take what up to ten minutes. To court, uh, 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 what about what about four mechanized brigade? Is at is uh, very close to the area uh, the state command. So all this puts together. That's why I said what it is a political move. If the fo if forces were brought to what to curtail the right, I believe the soldiers, the police, they are well trained to what and to and those sort of situations. They are well trained as regards that we let's 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 not underrate them. When it comes but they're to making they be like the, the way they're so coy. They're not doing anything, they didn't do nothing. So so at this so, point we can actually underrate them. No, let's okay. Let that's what I'm saying. It was what political. You can't tell me in such distress call, none moved out. No moved out to say, okay, let's go and curtail this. Okay, maybe I might see, I'm also see reasons with them why they didn't move out. Maybe they were waiting for the uh, orders. Or maybe because of the hijacked protest by hoodlums, where they were going after the lives of policemen and women. Okay, so they decided to save their heads and they, let the citizens they, die. They saying, go safety first. Which I do by the by the 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 hopes and their training, the the safety of what the citizens come first. So I don't and know. If, you saw the oath. So I, ah, Jesus. Okay. So if that let's is what they are the saying, is very wrong. Okay, let's go to the hoodlums. Now the hoodlums, they are they are very they are very stupid. Uh, the stupid the stupidity is at the speak. You know what? No, you people are protesting that what Buhari is corrupt because the the initial chance of the protest was what no uh, no say no to what SARS and SARS yeah. and police brutality. Now, when the Budlong they ajected the pay proposed the alleged paid talks ajected, it was now Buhari must go. You see the pressure shift in what the initial cause. It was like, what, what, what nonsense is this? It was now, and Buhari must go. What now happened was, you people are saying Buhari is corrupt, that his government is corrupt. And now you went to what? The prison to release what? Prisoners. Whether those are waiting trials or those that have been convicted, there is already what? An established case that at some point, at some point in time, there, these people have been found wanting against the law. And as such, there is need for them to what? To be ex excluded, for them to be isolated from the society. Now, you people are taking these same persons back to the world, the society. How does that even sound to them? 
let's let's remove okay let's assume that the hoodlums had nothing to do with with the prison with the prison um break <laughs> yes permit me to use with the prison break no they were what they the were footage that they went there yes yes but i'm i'm just okay aside that okay. in the scenarios where they were robbing their fellow men and okay. okay, I think um a couple of days back, I think on Sunday or so, they said they raped um some young girls Tiriga. around a road. Ring road, yeah. It is as I yesterday they broke into a man's compound. This is a man's compound. Nobody say park for road. Yeah. They destroyed his car in his compound. Third, second, and first tires are being burnt. As at Monday, more than thirty boys. We're surrounding second with cutlass, just there chanting. Then you see um, humans with leaves, carrying leaves. What the leaves is supposed to signify, I have no idea. Roads are being blocked. If they're really nowhere safe. Okay. In um, Ted, yeah, a guy was driving and he was stopped by hoodlums and his vehicle was stolen. A couple of days back, another one was shot at his leg and his vehicle was stolen. Then the guy that they, they raided in Opasakomba, okay, yes, there's a curfew and we're meant to stay in our homes, but even in your homes, you are not safe. So aside the curfew, yeah. isn't there anything to be done? Because tires are still being burnt in places. Yeah. Sapler Road has basically turned to firing squad. They're just there. Maybe it's today someone to learn how to shoot gun, and they're just there shooting bullets yesterday. Yeah. Ramat is a no-go area. Ring Road, don't even start. Nobody wants to go there. Kenwa Road. Okay, so what's, what's happening? Like, ah, Jesus. What is going on in Benin? Why is, aside from the curfew, why is anything not being done? Are they still waiting? Is everybody still waiting for for the commandant? No. Let me quickly say as regards this. You, we cannot. The only way we are going is brute force that can curtail this. You know that these, these said old lungs now, they are out cutting for police all over. As I yesterday, I after I closed from work, so I just let me take a walk around to the Ekenwan Road houses. They be stopping buses. They be like, police, police, they say, police, will be police for here. Police didn't say yeah. They were scouting for police to what? To bring out from the bus and to beat up. They matted several road. They are the one now, now matting roadblocks, pony tires. If you still go there now, that is the same order of the day. And then they'll be like, if no police, no police in the bus, they'll be like, yes, uh, final small thing. Now part of the cause with this. So you cannot expect me now to, if I was a policeman, to go out there and try to disperse these people back into their homes, you know? Because the people they are what? The people they are hard for is the policemen. So what, that's why I said it's brute force we need at this point in time. And because of the political consequences, like Best earlier said, as regards the state of emergency and as regards swearing of Governor Baseki. That the technicalities. That's why they have not what really given the army that full force. Their soldiers are in ring road as we speak. 
They are doing good, trying to what? Uh, disperse the crowd. Say, hey, you people should go in. The coffee is ongoing. But they have not really what? Used that brute force that is strictly reserved for the military to do because of the technicalities uh, that is at play. So now, the police, okay. let's take the police out of it because the hoodlums are hard for what? The police officer. I don't know if that is their own their own understanding of reform the Nigerian police. I don't know. Is that's why I said they are what stupid. They are this they are stupid peak. It's to kill the police. I was that, that's why we were in argument earlier today with some person. I told them we do, we do human beings do not what hate oppression. We hate being oppressed. Is this not the same thing that we are agitating against that the what this SARS we are doing? There is we no just switch parents from the government to our own to the enemy we know. That's just it. That's it. So let's not let's we are is because what nobody really likes nobody likes being oppressed, but we do not what it oppression. No, no, the police that have to safeguard are running for their lives, are seeking shelter. Look at the viral videos that of the violence that took place every day. You have a look. How, how do yes. you feel? You'll be using block. Holo block and be hitting it on someone's head. You'll be taking... You're talking to... about block. You see the, the video when they're just using cutlass to, to beat the man, basically. They yes. stabbed his face countless yes, times and still our... pushing him. So... How will you? How do we? Why there, there was another that the policeman was burnt to death. Yeah, so, so now the police have to what? Secure their own life. They are human beings as well. And those are the then, people that have what? Be civil in restricting these what? These protestants back to their homes. Okay, then what do we do best? Pastor, you still with us? Yeah, man. <clears throat> What do we do? Because basically, it is not safe. It is no longer safe for you to Mommy come out from your homes. And it, <laughs> it's well, it's not in how I put it. It's it's not visible right now. The brute force is not something that is going to happen tomorrow. We don't know when that is going to happen. Schools are closed. Markets are closed. Even filling mm -hmm. stations. Okay, you're mm -hmm. saying we should stay home. Yeah, light's not even there. where so you won't even stay in the house. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. are scared. People are more scared. People are more scared of the hoodlums now than they were of COVID-19. I'm telling you. People are that scared. People are that terrified. To even work in your own compound. For you to walk around your compound with a fear. So right now, what can we do? Because everybody wants to stay alive. Everybody wants to stay alive. So what can we now do? So, okay, now they're now saying, okay, um, you have to dial the sound so code to know if your phone is being monitored. If you're like, so where will they go? Is it to, to dig a hole in the ground? Everybody should just, if you even say you want to jack by, you want to jant. There's a train line, all the, the bypass, all the, every road leading outside Bini or into Bini, they don't block. There's no way you can run to. So what do we do? Because I honestly tell you, I am terrified. I, even with the whole COVID, I don't fear which the way I fear now. The, the greatest problem of a Nigerian is greed. <clears throat> Every Nigerian, 90% of Nigerians are very greedy. So 
the best thing that can be done is to tackle greed. If greed is not tackled, you can't solve this issue. And how do we tackle greed? The best way we can do this is to simply all the protests should be called out, should be called, should be called down nationwide. Everybody go back home. This protest started online, so for the now, we should go back to an online protest. <laughs> do you want me to chalk you that these same woodlums, most of them are not even online? That's the thing. So that's why I said everybody should go home. Everybody should go home. Let's separate the the the, the grain and the shaft. Let's separate them. Because if everybody is still going out, we don't know who is the, who is the hoodlum. We don't know who is the protester. Nobody knows anything. So let's all go home and start the agitation again. Then this time it should come out with a better plan and a new course. Because if government uh, unleash the same hard hand that we think can be the way forward, no home will survive. Nobody will survive. The military doesn't know what is stop until they are satisfied. I know I'm telling you this because I have a good foundation. They don't tell you stop until they are satisfied. And the military pattern for judging the hoodlums is first his looks. That's why the military they don't carry beards, they don't keep beards, they don't keep long hair. You have to be clean shaved and you must look moderate. So when it's happening house to house, how many Nigerians will be safe from the way they look? Because they want to start checking. This house, how many boys are here? So it's <laughs> much more than it's needed and it will create much more uprising. So the best everybody can do is, is go back, stay at home, and create much more online agitations, protest online, create more awareness for the world to see globally. Tackle much more than it's needed and it will create much more uprising. So the best everybody can do is, is go back, stay at home, and create much more online agitations, protest online, create more awareness for the world to see globally. Then... My problem, my problem now, bros. Sorry, my problem now is these persons they don't want to go inside because they they're against from it. That's no, those true. that started the protest initially, they are all inside. They are all at home. Not all are inside, though. The online protesters, the organized online protesters, those that those that initially took the protest for the Ring Road and Main Gate, they there's a circular that let's go back and do online. But the people that came out with them are still they are not angry. That's why they're acting this way. So the best mm-hmm. they can do is everybody go home. Then the government can say if you are found on to the ongoing test should halt the protest nationwide of all uh, states in the federation should halt protest. Everybody should go back inside and continue protesting online. Then the organizers can tell the government in order to stop the 
hoodlums or to curb the hoodlums from creating much more damage so that we can know who is who, the hoodlums or the protesters, then they can give the government to go ahead and say, okay, within a particular period of time, let's say from on Friday, if we catch any to forcefully maltreat anybody they see protesting outside, because hoodlums no sabi online, so they will continue the rubbish where they do. So with that way, they can curb down the external damages. Because for example, GT Bank in Lagos was burnt down, and GT Bank supported the entrance protest at yeah. every day, supplying them with water. Imagine. So we all know that that's not the work of the lawful protesters. Yes, that can only be done by hoodlum. So when everybody goes back home and the government gets authorization to forcefully maltreat, do anything they like to anybody they see causing damage outside, then we'll have a balance. Then whenever the organizers create a better way of coordination, then the protests can come out again and continue. That's it. This yes, I, will, okay. I will have said to enforce, to strictly enforce, not to really forcefully get. Let's yeah. use that. Okay. Yeah. Organizers of the protest, because I said this morning or yesterday, um, DJ calling on people to come out, to come outside. The to thing, protest. The thing is, the thing is what, people are still beckoning like, like, on others to join the protest and they are still killing people. Protesters need to stay at home, wait till everything dies down, no need beckoning ginger in anybody's body come out come and fight for your rights. Yes, we all want to fight for our rights, but now their life they see change. Hmm. Yes, blood must peace must come. War comes with sacrifice. Yes, we know, we believe, but please stay at home till it settles down. We are advising you, we are beckoning on, we are all fighting for a better tomorrow, yes, but we want to be alive to actually see that better tomorrow. So, anyways, that's that's it for today. I am, but then again, I believe there's victories coming victories coming we pray we so pray everybody listening say prayer for nigeria we need it we basically need all the help we can get people listening not in nigeria please repost join join our petition sign it get anyways just help us stop bad governance that is all we can say Thank you guys so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for taking time in these trying times to actually come on the show to share your opinion with us, with us, with us Nigerians, non-Nigerians. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you a whole lot. If you're not following us on Facebook, follow us on The Squash. That's our Facebook page. And on Instagram, The Squash Podcast. Send a message on Telegram. Signed every petition you see out there. Repost, like, comment, and do say a prayer for Nigeria. Thank you so much, guys. I will talk to you again 
next week wednesday hopefully with good news hopefully prayerfully with good news stay safe remain blessed
That's why we are here.